This is Daylight and Moonshine with me, Sweater Weather G. It's getting a little bit nippy outside. It's around my favorite time of the year, uh, minus the, the clouds. Uh, but today's topic will be the art of overcoming adversity. And I have my lovely guest today with me, uh, Brittany Thomas. We're going to talk about her books and everything that she has going on. And it's going to be a great, great show, great topic, great conversation with a great person. So stick with us. to the damn podcast y'all episode 26 and like i said before i have a lovely guest today with me uh miss Brittany thomas she's an author she has two books out uh she is a motivational speaker and she has her own bead business which is awesome i gotta copy me some beads but um welcome to the damn podcast Brittany. it's great to have you here this morning uh introduce Thank yourself i'm sure i forgot a couple of your hats I forgot a couple of your titles. (laughs) Thank you. So, hey, everybody. My name is Brittany Thomas. I'm 24 years old from Charlotte, North Carolina. The author of I'm Living My Blessed Life with Several Palsy, as well as the author of my newest children's book, Don't Let the Wheelchair Fool You, Overcoming Obstacles to Greatness as well as the CEO of Britney's Bees, motivational speaker. And yeah, that's who I am in a nutshell. Definitely, definitely. Such an amazing person. Um, Man, one of the biggest surprises I had uh, when speaking with you was finding out your age. I'm like, what? <laughs> Do you get that a lot? Or when people find out yes. you're 24 years old? Yeah. Yes, because people... People think I'm younger than 24. I'm actually going to be 25 next month. Nice. So. Definitely. See, I, I actually thought you were older. Um, your level of maturity definitely outshines your age. Um, that that was my impression. Yeah. The look, yeah. The, the actual physical, younger. The personality and just talking to you. Also. Also. I'm like, 24? You sound like, yeah, so that's that's definitely a good thing. Um, where did that come from? Did, did it just, you know, you had to kind of mature fast just based off life um, or? Okay. Um, there's something called uh, wisdom and knowledge. There's a difference between knowledge and wisdom. And the difference is um, knowing something but not knowing how to apply it. Wisdom, I think, is a gift. It's something that you're blessed with. Um, It's something that you develop through experiences in life. Um, You just become more wiser and better and stronger with every experience. I agree. 
I agree. Definitely well said. Definitely well said. All right, we're gonna get into your book in a minute. And oh Lord Jesus, it's a fire. Like, why? <laughs> anything, just to let y'all know that's out there listening, anything that can jump in our way has jumped in our way. We just fight through. <laughs> Perfect for the topic. Yep. Trying to overcome adversity. You got exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly and i'm glad i'm glad you pointed that out because yeah i didn't even make that correlation but the art of overcoming adversity that's what we're talking about we've had alarms go off we've had the internet shut off on us and we still here y'all <laughs> yes. we still here yeah definitely so we'll we'll get into the book in a minute um i'm living my blessed life with cerebral palsy by Brittany Thomas, as you can see, I have it here. If you're watching this on the uh, rumble.com, I have the book here. We're going to go through it in a minute. And if you're listening on uh, any traditional podcast platform, you can watch the video on rumble.com slash user slash the damn podcast, D-A-M. Um, but yeah, I'm here with uh, Miss Brittany Thomas. And we're going to get into both of her books, actually. We're, we're going to give you just a little bit. I'm going to give you all of it because we want you to go out and grab your own copy so you can see for yourself. Um, But I had a few questions from this book uh, specifically, Mm -hmm. Living My Blessed Life with Cerebral Palsy. Um, And I had a few questions outside of the book, just general questions Mm -hmm. altogether. Um, So I'll start off with one of those general questions. Mm -hmm. What's one thing that most people don't realize? is a really big challenge for you to do, but you make it look easy. Um, I'll say, I'll say one of the things that used to be a challenge for me and sometimes still is, but you know, I, um, make it look easy and that's planning. Like, planning things out, you know, like I can plan, say, I, I want to go here. I want to do this, but following through mm-hmm. is a hard part. And the reason why that is, is because all the things that I have to think about where I'm going, how, how I'm going to get there. And when I say how I'm going to get there, not necessarily, um, not necessarily that I don't have the proper vehicle to get there. It's about like who schedule is available to get me to that event. Mm. You know, So that's one of the hardest things. Like um, I used to like not want to hang out with friends and not want to do things because I'm like in my mind, the answer was automatically going to be no. But I started having to learn how to ask and you know put those steps in my head like okay step number one is figuring out how i'm gonna get there number one where i want to go number two how i'm gonna get there and then once i get to that halfway stop that halfway step i used to just stop Mm. and like i'm not doing this but now i've learned how to follow all the way through and i get what i need to get done Nice, nice, nice. 
Yeah, you, you touched on that in your book also. Um, very interesting. I learned a lot. I learned a lot. And um, it's really short and sweet. There was a couple things that stuck out for me just going into the book. Uh, and, I'll, and I'll say this just based off what you just said real quick. I have a friend. Um, and I don't want to get too personal, but I have a friend that um, was unfortunately shot in the head. Um, a couple years ago. And the whole process for me was really traumatic. You know, I was living in Chicago, just a lot of craziness going on. It's a reality for a lot of people and, and just all over the world, unfortunately, with the violence. Mm -hmm. And he survived, thank God. And just talking to him um, in person, I went to go visit him when he's in uh, the rehabilitation center and then talking to him afterwards. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I lost track of, because thank God, like he he recovered as far as like his speech and all of that stuff. You could talk to him and it feels like the normal him and you yeah. sort of lose track of what happened to him. So yes. we were talking and it was like um, he could really be on the part two of this episode, like really, he really could. And we were talking and. um you know, we were planning like to, to to hang out. I'm like, man, we'll just come through and da 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 da, just like old times. Right. And you could tell he was a bit hesitant, but he ended up saying like, you know, having to tell me like, yo, you know, my motor skills aren't what it was, so just driving that distance is is a bit of a challenge for me. Mm -hmm. Um. So I asked that question to you because just your level of of intelligence and your conversation, your wisdom could easily throw a person off and they make plans yeah. and just, Hey, Bernie, come through, let's, let's do this or whatever. And not even look at the challenging part of it because you make yeah. it look so easy. Right. You know? Um, so that's something that, that I really had to think about with him and it, it can't, it hit me. It definitely hit me hard after that conversation, we got off the phone. I'm like, man, yeah, it's not that easy for him. He was literally learning how to drive again and, you know, get use of his, I think and it's I left side. Sometimes because of the amount of wisdom that I have, people literally actually forget, oh, I forgot you just can't get up and come over. Exactly. Or you yeah. just get up and hang out, you know. People literally forget, you know, because they're on the phone with me day in and they and day out, and they like, man, she is wise, she is intelligent, she does this, this, and this, like everyone else. Yeah. The only thing wrong with her is, you know, physically, but yeah. mentally and spiritually and all, all those other levels, she is good, you know. And I think that's what most people forget too. Um, um that I'm not the average 24-year-old, you know. Mm -hmm. So how do you feel about that? Like, how does that make you feel? Um, obviously, that's a big accomplishment in itself just to put people in that mind space where it's like they forget about it or does it just sort of add frustration to it because of your limitations um well really i've gotten to a point in my life where you know because i trust god and have such a great support system it's really not a disability or a limitation if you really think about it you mm -hmm. know there's still ways that I can do things. And, um, you know, I still believe that one of these days with, you know, my therapy and everything, 
that I have going on for myself as far as exercising and doing what I need to do. Um, God is spirit is going to make a way for me to be able to walk. So, oh, man, that is a beautiful thing. Definitely. I saw um, I think it might have been on Instagram or fan base. I saw a couple pictures or I think it may have, may have been one picture that you posted and it looked like you were doing some sort of um, stretching or something. I don't know if it's like um, I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah. And I, it put a smile on my face. It definitely did. Um, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I'm glad it did. You know, no one should have no excuses. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, nothing at all. No excuse why they can't be successful. And I tell people that all the time. Definitely. See that motivational speaker coming out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is a beautiful thing. All right, let's let's jump into some details about this book. And like I said, I just have I just have this one book. I will get the other one. I'm definitely gonna cop me some beads. You best believe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a ball on the budget, so I had to get it, you know, one at a time. But um, <laughs> just jumping into um, I'm living my blessed life with cerebral palsy. Um, I read this in one sitting, um, actually a lot sooner than I reached out because it's just it was so much crap, not crap, but so much stuff going on in my life. Just busy, busy, busy. I would say. Um, but I sat and I read it and um, it was really interesting. One thing that sort of stuck out for me right away was a lot of people that you were thanking in the very beginning. And when I'm reading, I'm just sort of diving in and just trying to really get to know. I, I'm trying to like really put myself in a, in a space of the person that wrote the book. Mm -hmm. um, so with this, this was the same. So that was the first thing that I noticed. And then going through, just like you said, you have to rely on a lot of people. And I don't want to give too much away, but you have to rely on a lot of people. And I think in the beginning, you were not even feeling that. So, you know, tell us tell us about just that part without giving too much away. Um, how did you get to the point where you just said, you know what? Okay, I'm going to allow people to assist me when I need it. Okay. Um, well, I will say with it, this has a lot to do with um, the writing process. And like we said, we're not going to give a whole lot away, mm -hmm. but um, I'll just speak a little bit on it. Um, when I first started writing the book, I was very um, frustrated, very, um, you know, because I didn't want to remember what I had been through and went through. Mm -hmm. But I made the decision in my mind that, you know, this story is not for me, it's for others. So that's mainly how um, I got to the point where I am, like, you know, um, because it was at a point where, um, if I can be totally honest and transparent, I didn't even really want to be around um, handicapped people or other people with disabilities because I was just like, you know, um, I want to be normal, which I I had to realize I'm normal in my own element and way. So that's when I was really able to allow, like, I'm just going to be who I am and let people assist me. So what? Um, I have to let them know this is my way of life right now. So it was like sort of 
I had to come to grips with my reality right now. At the beginning of the book, I really didn't even want to write it, but I came to the realization that the book wasn't for me. It's for other people. So I said, you know, I got to go ahead and write it so, you know, it can bless other people. And so it was kind of like I had to come to face with, come to um, realization or come to a good understanding of my reality um, right now at this point. So I was like, um, so what, you know, I need people to help me. Um, I don't really care what people think anymore. Um, and since I came to that point, I'm more free. And that's how I got to that point. Yeah, I, I can definitely relate to that myself. And, you know, a lot of people that, that are listening and even reading through your book should be able to relate to that because everybody go through that. I went through my same t- time period where I did, I was so independent or wanted to be so independent that I didn't want anybody's help with doing anything, yeah. you know, and that's just everyday life. And yeah. same thing. I had to come to the realization that every, life is about give and take, and I'm a really giving person. So I'm okay with giving. I give all day, but when it was time to receive, I didn't want to bother anybody. I didn't want right. to, you yeah. know, and that was my problem too. Like I didn't want to feel like a burden. Like mm-hmm. so, a lot of times I just be like, I'm not in my mind. I'd be like, I'm not gonna worry about it, or I'm not gonna ask them about this. I'm not gonna ask them about that. But um, I came to the realization that we're not supposed to live this life alone. You know, we supposed Absolutely. to have people out here to you know help us, whether it be in friendships, you know, relationships marriages mentorships whatever it is that you know we have it's important that we have that um i realized how important it was to be for me to be able to have that community feeling and everything like that so i just encourage that for everybody else as well absolutely one one of the biggest lessons i had to learn in life was balance Mm-hmm. Balance is a, is a big key to life, and that balances yeah, it out. Me too. me too. Absolutely. I told y'all she was hyper intelligent when, for a 24 year old. I told y'all that. <laughs> told you that wisdom shining through. Yeah. Um, I'm going to touch on something that, um, something, well, something that you just said. Um, me doing this podcast is the same thing uh, as far as, hey, this book is not for me. I'm writing this book for other people. That's when I started doing this podcast, I really didn't know what the end goal was, but my intent was to get a lot of stuff off my chest. Uh, there's a lot of people that know me, and if they hadn't listened to this, then they wouldn't truly know me. You know, I've known people for 10, 20 some odd years, and they wouldn't truly know me until they listen to this podcast because I, I held a lot of stuff in over the years. And um that was where I was when I say, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna speak with no filter. I'm not gonna hold anything back. I'm gonna just let it all out on this podcast for mm-hmm. other people that may be listening and going through on um, the things that I was going through. So like in the first three episodes, I talked about things that I hadn't even talked to my own mom about. 
you know, things that I hadn't talked to anybody about. So I didn't plan on being that open, but I planned on being my, my, myself. It was like a release. Oh yeah. Once you release it, you feel so much better. And, um, once you release it, you'll start to feel better because it's like, wow, it's people out there going through the same thing. Same thing. Not the same thing, but they feel the same way that we feel. So it's important that, you know, when it comes to telling our stories and, you know, people don't want the the story that's like all covered up and stuff. They want the unbothered, the uncut, the raw version of you. So I think that's very important when it comes to, you know, writing books or anything, podcasts, you have to give the best you sometimes no matter how much it hurts or how much it pains you but once it's done it's done and that's how I feel so so many people um start books and then they don't finish but I think it's very important to you know go ahead and finish it through definitely I agree I agree I'm my uh, goal is to eventually write a book or two or three. Um, so I may be reaching out to you for little tips if you don't mind. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I enjoy helping people. Definitely. Um, okay. I, I wanted to sort of speak on something else that really hit me. And this, um, you asked me before we started what I thought about the book. And um it was definitely an eye opener, but there was one part in particular that really hit me. And, um, you know, I've, I've done a lot of clairvoyant training, meditation training, all that stuff. I'm a clairvoyant reader, um, a medium and uh, like a spiritual healer, hands off healer. I heal the chakras and the, the layers of the aura. Um, and during this training, basically, is like a lot of things that we've experience through our lives comes up it comes to the surface to be healed and we deal with it in that manner so i forgot why i brought that up but it was a reason there was a reason i forgot um but there was one part in particular that that stuck out for me and uh where's my notes i just lost it okay that's why i brought that up it was a matching picture that's what we refer to um when you're speaking to someone or you have an experience with somebody else, and that was me reading your book, you have a matching picture. And for me, that's basically, you know, something that that was related or indirectly related to something you said. Mm-hmm. And you spoke about bullying in the book. And I was reading this at work. I was in training and I read it in, like in, during my downtime. And when I tell you, like, you know, it almost brought tears to a grown man's eyes. <laughs> like, yes. you know, I was I was literally I was feeling it. Laugh about I can laugh about it now. Like, that's how you know once you release something, you are truly delivered. Because when I tell you I can look at that chapter and everybody was like, I was mad and sad all at the yeah. same time I was reading. But, you know, now I'm at such a good place. Things don't even bother me anymore how they used to bother me. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm at a heal place now. I'm whole now. Understand, you know, when, when I wrote that book at 23, 
not even a year ago. As a matter of fact, um, October 26th of this month will be a year since I wrote that book. Um, but when I wrote that, I had a lot of stuff in me that was like a lot of residue, a lot of parts of me that was unhealed. And now that I got that stuff out, I can move forward and absolutely. know how to apply it to different situations. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, we look at things in the same way. Absolutely. Um, so some residue came up for me about that situation, something I had uh, sort of put in the back of my closet and I didn't want to deal with or think about. Um, well, not only that I, I deal with bullying um, on, a, on a personal level in a, in a sense where, you know, people attempted to bully me and all this stuff because I was so quiet and so shy. People just, you know, thought I was a pushover. But that wasn't too tough for me. Um, what popped up for me was a situation when I was, I believe I was like in third grade when I was the, the bully. Mm -hmm. And I remember being a new kid in school and one, just wanted to fit in. And it was these kids that um, was telling me how they was, it was a, a classroom. They were older than us. I think it was like fifth or sixth grade. And there was a lot of kids there in wheelchairs and we would come and we would basically, the kids from our class would help them go out to recess. We would push them out there and just play with them, you know. And we really got to know uh, some of them. And it was this one girl in particular, they would mess with her. She wasn't in a wheelchair and I think she had Down syndrome. And they would um, put like thumbtacks in her chair, which was very cruel just to see her react and let her sit on it. So they were telling me this story and I felt like, wow, that is so cruel. Like, you know, why would you do that? But yet, because I wanted to fit in so bad, I was coerced into doing it myself. And I don't want to put this on anybody else's 100% me and my decision. So I took a thumbtack and stuck her and felt like the biggest, excuse my language, piece of shit in the world. I really did. The, the moment I did it. I knew 100% I did it to fit in. I wanted to be accepted by these kids because I was a new kid in Alabama. You know, I moved to Alabama. And um, it it really, I had a couple moments like that where I really felt like the lowest piece of scum or because that wasn't me. And um, I remember processing that. I always, like my thought process was always very mature. And I would always sit and process those things. But like I said, that was something that I sort of put in the back of my closet and I didn't want to think about, I knew it was wrong, but I didn't want to think about it. I didn't want to deal with it. And I hadn't thought about it for a long time until that popped up in your book. And obviously a totally different situation, but it was just bullying in general. It hit, um, home, for you. It hit home. Oh man, it hit home. And it brought a lot of emotion up, not only because I'm a natural protector. Not only did I want to jump in that book and, you know, muff the person that, that, you know, that was messing around with you, but um, I wanted to sort of muff myself back in the day for doing what I did. Thank God that, you know, it was very, very few things I can think back on where I did something like that, but nonetheless, I did it. Mm -hmm. And it was an experience. So to anybody out there, if you are, if you ever were, that bully, if you ever were on that end of it, accept it, you know, accept it, you know, just 
it it happened. You were a child. You made a bad decision. Hopefully you learn from it and keep it moving, you know, and hopefully it's a teachable lesson for uh, uh, your child. If you have kids or uh, a child that's in your life, but I'm going to tell my kids about that. I'm going to tell my kids about that because it was definitely an experience for me that I'm not proud of. And um, yeah, that's that's what that is, man. Oh, man, that that brought that up. That that matched the picture with me. That was that was that moment in in your book that 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 really got me. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) I think everybody has that, you know, one moment where, you know, they they feel like it hit home, you know, and that's all right. Definitely. Okay. Um, tell us a bit about, and like I said, I still have to get your other book, but you can you can go into that a little bit, or you could just leave it for people to um, to see for themselves. I can go or, into it just a okay. little bit. Like I can give them the gist of what it's about, but they have to go and purchase. Definitely. And we'll have the links below and we'll we'll uh, we'll have you shout out the links, but we'll have it below in the description also. But, yeah, tell us a little bit about the other book. OK. Um, all right. So don't let the wheelchair fool you. Literally, I released my first book in October. And um, let me see. Three months after. I started um, Don't Let the Wheelchair Fool You. Nice. Because, um, all right, well, Don't Let the Wheelchair Fool You, first of all, was something that I've been saying since I was, (laughs) like, young. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I think I was on Facebook, like, when Facebook, not when it first came out, but when I first got a Facebook. Mm -hmm. Um, I think somebody had made me mad and I was like, uh, don't, (laughs) and like, don't underestimate me or something like that. So that's where it kind of came from. And I've been saying it ever since, like, because I need people to know, like, I'm not playing, but the book is more so about, um, the fun side of me, the things that I like to do for fun on an everyday basis like for instance go-karting things like that but the steps that it might take for me to do those things Mm -hmm. definitely yeah i definitely need to grab that one um what about britney's beads i i definitely want to see i love crystals i'm a crystal collector and gemstones i have a ton of them People call them rocks, but, you know, <laughs> I love them. Um, and I also have beads. Uh, I actually had a bead, some beads named after me by a friend. She had her own thing going. Yeah. And that made me feel so humble. They're actually over there. I don't want to get up and move all the stuff around, but they're over there. Um, but <clears throat> tell us about Brittany's beads. How did that start? Oh, you know what? That's in the book. That's in the book. So, I guess you could touch on it a little bit, but just tell us a little bit about the beads. Okay, so Britney's beads, um, it obviously came before the books and all that. So I've been making beads ever since I was 16. Um, 
and and that's mainly how that started like I wanted to um I knew that I couldn't physically probably go out here and get a job like as quick as everyone else I tried that but then I went to sleep one night and I had a dream about you know Mm -hmm. beads because I I'm a dreamer and a seer um so I had a dream about um some beads because I love jewelry anyway I wear it all the time and so I was asleep one night and uh God revealed to me he said why don't you just start making making jewelry it's an easy way for you to um you know make money and um another way for me to use you know my left hand as well because my left hand is my weaker side so I was like hmm this is something that requires me to use both of my hands so you know I started up with that and I actually stopped one time because I wasn't seeing the results that I wanted to see right then. But mm. then about three years ago, I got back into it full throttle. But I really been doing it about entrepreneurship for about nine years. Never worked for anybody. Wow. 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 Overcoming adversity, folks, at its finest yeah. right here. So basically, I took what uh they said I couldn't do and made it into something made it into my own income um but if you want to know more um you can just go to my website which is britneysbees.company.site again that's britneysbees.company.site and I'm quite sure you know when this is over and everything we'll put the links in the chat um Oh, and I also have the other book. I can oh, don't let the wheelchair fool you. There it is. There and it I'm is. Holding my old book in my hand. And I got this one right here too. Yeah. So there it is. So we will definitely today, y'all, go and I'm grab them. Absolutely. Yeah. Go and grab. I'll definitely put the links down below in the description um for the video and the traditional podcast so check it out um but before we go real quick i have a thing that i do on each episode for each new guest it's called 10 from within so i've written down uh 10 questions and i'll do my spin the wheel it's like a spin the wheel app um and it'll land on a number so we'll ask the question of the corresponding number to you okay so We'll do the spin the wheel. It looks like oh, let's see. It looks like this. It's got a glare. There it is. Mm-hmm, I can see. Okay, so we will spin the wheel. Oh. And it landed on. Is that seven? Yep. Mm-hmm. Number seven. Oh, I turned the volume down, so usually you can hear it tick, tick, tick. <laughs> I turned the volume down so the alarm won't go off. Okay, so number seven. Uh-huh. Number seven is what makes you happy? Oh, man. Um, that's a good one. What makes me happy is the fact that I can inspire and motivate other people and encourage them to go on no matter what comes their way and what really makes me happy is after i 
encouraged them or after I gave them a word of encouragement, they put some fire behind their feet and they go and get it done. Nice. That's what nice. makes me happy. And that's why I do what I do. That's why I'm passionate about doing what I do. Definitely. You are truly an inspiration. You really are. I'm I'm so glad that you came on and we fought through all these interruptions. Like once this is edited, people will not even know how many times it cut off. <laughs> Hopefully they won't know because my editing skills, you know what I mean? But oh man. I hope they don't see. But yeah. Um, we fought. We fought for this episode. <laughs> Let's just say that. <laughs> and I, I started to choose one of the other titles. Some said no. <laughs> you gotta definitely. How you fight through? So it was a true example. We had to fight through it. Absolutely true example. What would you say to anybody out there that's down on there? Sort of that motivation is low, inspiration is low, everything is low, and they need to fight through. Um, in the in the true spirit of um, the art, I forgot the damn name. Uh, the the art. art of overcoming adversity. The art of overcoming adversity. What advice would you give somebody out there right now that needed to hear something to just push through? Well, that was one of the things I was gonna say. Put like push through no matter what, because. Right when we ready to give up, that's when the breakthrough, that's when the blessing comes. It's it's like we got one more step to take. But, you know, the problem is, you know, we give up too quick when it gets hard. So I would say don't give up when you're halfway there. Go Mm. all the way through, follow through. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Great advice from a great person, a beautiful person inside and out. Go and grab both of these books. Go and grab you some beads. And if you ever get a chance, an opportunity, and hopefully we'll meet in person. Such an honor and a pleasure to have you. Like I said before, a beautiful person inside and out. Go and grab I'm Living My Blessed Life with Cerebral Palsy. Go and grab Don't Let the Wheelchair Fool You and Go and grab you some beads. Grab a handful of beads from Britney's hey. beads. <laughs> Definitely. Like I said, the links will be below, below uh, in the description. And um, we are so blessed to have you. So thankful. I hope that you come on again. And make sure you a- answer my call. Answer my call because I'm going to need some tips on this book that I'm trying to write. Hey. <laughs> oh, definitely. You know you're a friend now. Definitely. Likewise, but check out the next episode of of Daylight and Moonshine. And like I say, you can watch this episode. If you're listening to it, you can watch it on rumble.com slash user slash the damn podcast. And if you're watching it and you don't have time to watch it, you just prefer to listen to it on a traditional platform, any platform, Apple, Google, Pandora, we're everywhere, Spotify. All you'd have to do is search daylight and moonshine or search the damn podcast Mm -hmm. look for the logo and there you go all righty it was a great experience having you hope to have you back soon and until next time people we love y'all and we out we We out. out